edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday. This is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter and the FGC in general. Uh, usually, we have a guest. Not today. Solo Joe Show. I hate, I, mm, I actually hate that all, I'm thinking in my mind how much time it would take to, for me to reset this, uh, like a minute. I'm not going to, but I didn't like that. Anyway, solo show. I have a lot of backlog of emails that I want to get to. I want to clear out the, the inbox. I'm an inbox zero kind of person. Uh, I don't know if you guys are inbox zero. Uh, my wife isn't. And it, it gives me anxiety when I look at her mail and it's like over, it is over a thousand and it gives me stress. It's actually kind of stressing me out thinking about it right now. Uh, I'm getting like anxiety, like the muscles in my back are tensing up in a way that is uncomfortable thinking about an inbox. What is over 1k? It might be close to 2k. I can't say that out loud. It's going to hurt me when I think about it. Uh, but no, we're going to clear it out, get to some emails. Uh, I do want to say though, if you came to the show, uh, looking for Capcom cup coverage, uh, of a bracket rundown, the good news, there are other podcasts that will do that extensively, uh, like top to bottom all the way through why triple down on this situation. You could go listen to best of five. Uh, that's a great show. You could go listen to Ultra Chen. That's a phenomenal show with people who have done live commentary for those players before, who know their history, all that good stuff. Uh, so you should go listen to some other stuff. I mean, I, I could offer my opinions. We talked about it last week uh, with Glenn. Game 2K came on, uh, gave predictions. I don't, I don't want to double. I want to double dip on that. This is not a dunkaroo of a podcast, uh, even if it does have that special something. What dunkaroos are? I'm just thinking about dunkaroo. I did not eat dinner, and now I'm just thinking about like a getting that round shape of the dunkaroo, and that's for like clearing out the bottom. And damn, you can just like get it. Um, only '90s kids. Do they? They probably still make dunkaroos, right? That's probably. I could probably go to a store and get that anyway. Uh, but no, solo show, going to clear out the inbox, go listen to, uh, the best of five or ultra Chen. I'll include those links in the show notes if that's what you want. Um, but I do want to take a moment, uh, before we really get into things, a little bit of a, uh, a somber moment for the FGC. It's, uh, there has been another death within the family. Uh, Shane Shizza Cummings, uh, has passed away. There's not a lot of info out there right now. I only heard about this a couple of hours ago, so this is this is fresh. I don't know what the the requests of the family are, or if there's arrangements. There's nothing of that uh, to speak of right now. Uh, you would know this player from the West Coast, a Wednesday night fights uh, regular, uh, or in 2010 uh, when he got top eight in Super Street Fighter, was it Super at that point, or just Street Fighter Five? I have to do the math, I'll have to run the numbers on that, uh, very solid Chun-Li, um, got seventh, tied for seventh place, uh, had a really good run, uh, took out a lot of really strong players that year, uh, and just an overall good person, uh, and from all accounts, uh, his friends and family are pretty devastated right now, uh, but, Again, I don't know what the wishes are, so if it's like a back-off situation, maybe back off or 
go all in. I believe that Wednesday Night Fights is doing some. As of I'm thinking about like when this podcast will release, which is which is a day after Wednesday Night Fights will have happened, uh, which I think they'll have something up for him tonight. Uh, so. If maybe there's a something to donate to, like a GoFundMe, that's pretty common within the FGC in in times like this, or maybe a uh, uh, like a donation drive to some kind of charity that happens occasionally. Uh, whatever it ends up being, I just kind of want to throw that out there and let people know that uh, that is kind of a, a downer right before Capcom Cup and all the the good feelings that we're gonna feel here in the next couple weeks or so just it, people are getting hit hard with this one so just wanted to throw that out there uh before moving on uh so some more fun stuff because it's not all bad this it's just something that happens within the community like it's it's rare but unfortunately it does happen uh there was at least mm, it's one of those things where every time it does strike us it's like that's when the community feels extra small to me where it's a lot of the same people you run into a lot of the same names over and again and when uh, when there is a loss of especially someone who keeps coming back and has invested so much into the community where that is just taken from you and it's uh it's hard uh so uh much love for anyone who needs it at this time uh and best wishes to uh friends and family Moving on, though, to brighter topics. Uh, uh, let's go into the questions, because I've got that back catalog. I've got that. In, I'm working towards inbox zero. Uh, so let's actually start with one. Let's go to this one. Here's some fun. Here's just some, some light brevity of a question that I think is maybe appropriate. So this question comes in from Matt. Uh, he says, I have a question about how you would feel about a rival mascot. Probably another dog that could vie for the mascot of our Street Fighter. A beagle, perhaps? We got we got Brick, though. Who gonna fight Brick? Here's the other thing, is that even though Brick is the official dog of our Street Fighter, uh, I believe that, that that door is still open to, like, kind of all dogs. It's like Brick... And then any dog what wants to have or have affiliation with, I might extend this to cats as well, who know, or any kind of indoor pet, what you can cuddle with, uh, might extend to. So if you do have a dog or a cat, or like maybe I might extend, if you have like an, a good fish, if you got a cool fish that you think is cool, or a lizard, a snake, if you have a Street Fighter snake, maybe... Uh, maybe we can include that official, there is no official bird of our Street Fighter. There's no official, uh, I mean, Brick's the official dog, but there's no, like, official animal. Like, extend that out, you know? There's no official cat of our, our Street Fighter. I mean, there's a whole world of possibilities of official, so maybe if you guys want to, uh, fight for that position, uh, tag at RedSF on Twitter.com or or maybe make a maybe I'll make like a mega thread on our Street Fighter that's like, we know that Brick is the official dog. What if there are other official animals? What if it's region based? The official dog in in California could be someone else's dog. Who knows? 
I'm I'm willing to expand that because it's about uh, Brick's about inclusivity, not exclusivity. Uh, speaking of Brick, the and I guess I should say this as well. Uh, for those of you who don't watch the weekly tournament uh, or aren't don't know about that for some reason, uh, the Twitch channel that we run, all of the money from subs that we get goes towards player sponsorships. So uh, right now we're sponsoring uh, Cerroblast to attend the LCQ, uh, which is coming up. Uh, and that's all good and taken care of. The, the Twitch subs is kind of like a it builds a board because it doesn't pay out like immediately it's just something that i know that the the channel has just in case like we don't meet goals at a certain time we're just i'm like doing the the quick math and it's there's some overlap there because how twitch payouts work uh but the update is that i just looked and twitch was like hey you have enough you can have four uh, emotes now for tier one subs. We used to only have one. And I was like, great, cool. Let's actually make the, the emotes that we have available for t for tier one. So you get the brick baited, you get, we actually, I added a new one, which is, uh, Reddit gold bloom, uh, which is just Jeff Goldblum's face. That one might get taken down. I don't know yet, but if you like a gold bloom, Get it in now. Get your gold blooms out there. And also, if you're tier one sub, you can you can do red at gold right now, uh, and that's and then you get the flex. There's still an open slot, so if there are suggestions for that open slot, we're listening. Uh, I don't want it to be like a I don't know. People have suggested like use your face or some, but like I'm not gonna own this channel forever. It's not gonna be. I'm gonna pass this down to someone else. It's not gonna be. I'm not the face. Not always, not always going to be, but so it's got to be something cool. Uh, so think about that as uh, maybe you're listening to the show, have ideas right into the show, maybe write an email so I can get this box back down to zero. Um, the, the second part, there's a second part of this question uh, from Matt, which is how do you feel or how do you deal with interludes and moving between parts of tournament? of the tournament when commentating more specifically, how do you make it seem natural? So what he's talking about is that time between matches. When you're commentating, there is going to be, after the match ends, here's like a, a typical situation that happens between fresh commentators or people who have just hopped on mic and are like, I kind of don't necessarily care about this. They're watching the match. They're going, great, I'm talking about the match. The match just ended. Whoa, all right, congratulations. He is, that person is moving on. Uh, cool. All right. You, you, you hungry? I'm, I ate a, a burger before this. And then there's just like nothing afterwards, right? There's that, that pause where they, they were so invested and focused on the what was happening, they hadn't thought about, oh, yeah. That's right. In tournaments, <laughs> it takes a while for players to be removed from their positions, get two new players in, and get them on stream. It just, there is time there. So what do you talk about? You can, and what I do, what works for me, is two things. And it's a mixture of having a back catalog of things that you know that you can talk about and rap about for 
however long you need to. Uh, you can improv based on what is immediately happening, which is a little bit more rare. Uh, or you can know the like or like pitch to like sponsors or whatever or go to commercial break. Uh, that is if you need to be talking during that break. People like it. The people who run the stream typically like it when you switch to commercial break, which if you want to build a segue into it, fine. You don't have to. Or you can just simply state something like, and let's just go over here to the, just want to thank, thank again the people who make all of this possible. Uh, just something quick like that. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a say jam segue every time. You can just say like you're, you're canonized out your ripcord to pull if you just need to get to where you're going uh just and again uh want to give thanks to the people who made this possible at HyperX or sal salami subs or best buy this tournament is brought to you by best buy they're is there still one? I think that one Best Buy closed. Anyway, that's a side. Uh, we're not here to talk about Best Buy. So you can do that and know something about the product or service what is sponsoring the stream or the tournament or what whatever. Know something. Be able to talk about it. You can't just say, HyperX, th thanks. And that be it. Just say like, oh, the, the audio quality is great. It, it rivals whatever else you have for for your head cans or whatever the fuck. Uh, like my Audio Technica, it's as good as my Audio Technica or my um, my Sannies. It's as good as a Sannies, a pair of Sannies, or some fucking old school costs. Doesn't weigh as much though. They're super light on the head and easy to wear for long stints of gaming. I don't know dick all about HyperX, but guess what? That's just right off the top. You can just roll. You can also, here's the thing that they don't tell you. The sponsors won't tell you. You can just fucking lie. You can just make shit up. And the best part is like the more hyperbolic you become with the making stuff up, you can just chalk it up to, ah, I was just being hyperbolic about the situation. And then it's like a funny goof. It's a gag. Like you could say, oh man, the thing about HyperX is that you can turn that volume all the way up to 11. And it actually, it, it, it has a warning to, it will, it says right here on the label and I'm looking at it down here on the thing, uh, will melt a child's brain. If put up to if four and under, be careful. Will melt brain is too loud. Is too loud for toddlers. So if you, um, or if you need to get rid of a toddler, HyperX could be a good solution to make it look like an accident. Just weird shit. Like you could just go. You know, you could just let it roll and just have that. Uh, just make shit up about your spot. Like Sal Subs. They. You know what? One time I went to Sal Subs. I ordered my sub. He'd already made the sub and oh no, I, for whatever reason, I didn't have my wallet on me and I felt like a heel because there was the sub. It was waiting for me. Oh my gosh. Sal Salami subs. He's got that thin salami. It's like, where does the flavor go? But your mouth, but right now it's on the table and I can't buy it cause I don't have any legal tender. 
guess what? Sal was like, you know what, man, this one's on me. You've been here enough times. I trust you. You're a, you're a quality customer. And he, he, I mean, honestly, that one sub bought a customer for life. Uh, they'll take care of it. Sal's subs. That didn't happen. I don't know a Sal's subs. So salami subs, that's not a thing that exists where I'm from, but you could just make that shit. Who's gonna, who's gonna check during this trip? Most people have mentally logged off. They're not fucking listening to you, but Sal's gonna listen maybe. And he'll be like, ah, yeah, that might not have happened, but that makes my business look good. Fucking rad. Uh, I don't know. Just be cool. You know, uh, you so you could do that with talking about sponsors. Also, make sure to like rehash what people are watching, the names of the people on, and like who, like you have to like hit that like station identification, right? When you're listening to radio, you gotta like say the name every couple fucking minutes. I don't know what the FCC rule is these days, but like like top of the hour, every half hour, you have to say like what people are watching. Just make sure you say it out loud into a microphone. The other thing is that you can have pre-prepared bits. This is actually some, I don't, there are some people that do this, some people that don't, it's kind of up to you, but have like, like if you have like a story to tell or an anecdote, something that might apply to a situation that just happened, feel free to share, just kind of, kind of go off, you know, let have that thing that you've prepared in your head and just like test that out on mic, see how it does. Uh, do your, do your type five and then get out. That's all you need. It might bomb, but it doesn't matter. You filled in that dead space with, with, cause think about any, any old, uh, sports. Here's the thing you can do. Listen to sports radio, specifically, uh, American football, because in American football, fuck all is happening for long periods of time. That is like your choice. What are people talking about in between downs? Because the action is like over in a second. And then, oh, now we got to fill for time. Now there was a timeout. Now I have to talk about whatever the fuck. Do what, do what they do. Emulate what they're doing in that situation and try and figure out what works for you or what kind of flair you can add to that. Like if you want to tell a story about your home or how you got to the event, something like that, that people will tell story or uh, a time where you ran into this player or, Oh, I remember when this player did this back in whenever, uh, that works along with player history. Um, and there are also websites that you can use to like learn, uh, player history, like FG combo, uh, is a good website for that. Much recommended. Uh, good app to uh, check that out. Uh, but there's just some some random tips. Uh, also, full disclaimer: uh, online commentary is a, a different beast from from commentary when you are at a venue in the event. The electricity is around you when you are sitting literally by yourself in a room, and you are away from where the action is it is there's a different energy there that you have to like feed off of and just be in that space just so just like with that there's a lot more like talking over and at some point it's gonna have to be okay when there's no when you don't have a physical cue with the person or persons what you are commentating with just go well i think this is gonna and then people might have to back off 
or they might double down and you have to back off. It's just a, that comes with time when you work on that. But again, totally different thing. All right. Next question. Uh, cause I got, I got to clear out this inbox and I didn't think that question would take that long to answer. I'm sorry. Uh, this question comes in from Eli. Um, uh, And he asks, what's one thing you learned in school that isn't job related, but stuck with you anyway? And when I read this question, I actually had a, had something that was like stuck in my mind, like for sure kept with me, but I have two things I want to share. Uh, I went to Pitt uh, school of engineering and the, the professor that I think sticks with a lot of people uh, that went through the civil department is John Euler. Dr. Euler was like, he's the fucking man. He would like oftentimes like he had box seats to Penguins games and he like for the year. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Not box. He just igloo seats. And, and he'd be like, you know what? Here you go. Uh, here you go. Uh, I've got two who wants them. Anybody. All right, cool. And he, cause he's like, my wife and I can't make it. Uh, unfortunately his wife did pass away a couple of years ago and that was just like, I feel like that hit everyone that had been through that school and that in the last like fucking decades, the dude's like eighties. He's, he's up there. He's an old dude. Uh, but the, and like ask anyone who's ever met him. He's just, he's a fucking man. Anyway, I will remember one time when I went into his office for, I just had a question about the mechanics of how something was working in uh, like this structure. It was a structures class. It was like, how does this really relate to anyway? While I was there though, uh, a woman came into his office and she was trying to sell him on updating the course book to say, well, you should really update it to the latest version it has. And I'll never like, it seemed rude at the time. He was like, I'll stop you right there. Uh, I'm not going to do that. You're wasting your time. Uh, go pitch to someone else. Cause this ain't it or something along those lines. He like cut her off and it was done. She was out. And then kind of a beat where we're just like sitting there before he gets back to the blackboard where he was or where we were like writing stuff out. <clears throat> and he goes, well, He says, you know, if someone starts a sentence with you should, then they're trying to tell you that what you're currently doing is incorrect. And if you're confident in what you know, you can stop listening to them. I was like, damn, this guy is so fucking, he knows exactly what he wants to do, knows exactly how effective it is. So when anyone came up to like, Hey, if you should do that, actually, I know what's best for me. I'm going to do that. I've got to carry that with me. Now I'll admit sometimes that can be a little bad. Sometimes you have to open up to, to new ideas or new things, especially if like the way that you're currently doing something is hurting someone else, uh, especially in those situations. But as something that in my mind, we're like, if I know that this works, like people, like I know that Geef's gym works. People tell me that it works. I, I, I've never gone through it. 
I don't know personally if it works, but enough people have gone through it to know and tell me that it works to make me comfortable to say, do this. And if someone says you should make the, the thing different or make it, make the lesson this, I might consider it. I'll be, I'll be, I'm not as bold to say, fuck you, fuck off and stop listening. But like, I know this works, right? Anyway. Second story I want to share is just something that happened in college that I just, I just cannot, I think about this so often about how someone was so smart, like a super intelligent professor that just didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And it was so, it was so weird and awkward at the time that I can't help but think about it where like, here's, here's what happened. Physics professor, he's giving a lesson on wavelengths and how wavelengths propagate differently through different types of atmospheres. And for whatever reason, he was like, you know what will be best to visually and audibly describe to everybody how waves propagate through different atmosphere is we all know this helium. You suck on the helium and your voice gets high, higher and here's like why that happens and he could like explain the whole situation and he like he had the balloon with him and he was holding it up the whole time and already everyone's like yeah we fucking know what happens when you do that you don't have to like you didn't even need the visual aid because he could just say this happens with helium on balloons you go fucking obviously this is just pretty common knowledge uh until the world eventually runs out of helium because you know the future is dark and grim for helium it's too it's too light uh, or not massive enough. Anyway, fuck you. Uh, but he's holding the balloon in the, in the very end of it. He's like, here, I, like, I'll show you. You've been waiting for this the whole time. I know. I'll show you how to do it. But he was like approaching it as if like, you know, when someone and maybe you don't know, and this is fine, but someone who's like never smoked weed before or never done a drug comes into like contact with the drug and they're like, I'm going to do the drug. I'm going to, Ooh, I'm going to do this. Like here it comes like, I'm like looking at it as if like he super didn't want to. And like, before he goes to the suck in the helium, like a normal human would do, he like says to us like, you know, I don't, I don't like the idea of like not breathing in oxygen. I think the whole room was like, is he not going to breathe in? Like, what the fuck is he even saying? Also, it's just one balloon of heat. Like, it wasn't even like a full balloon. Like, what the fuck is going on? Just, and then he's like, uh, okay. And then he like somehow, him saying that gave him the courage to go back to this balloon and stare down the barrel of his helium gun. And he, the thing that, he didn't put it to his lips and let it like fart into his mouth from like five inches away going <gasps> as it's going <gasps> like trying to breathe in as the fart of the balloon is farting into his mouth from like five inches away and the whole class is just like watching this ha watching this extremely intelligent physics who is like this he has like worked at NASA, like just so smart fucking human being, like breathe in this helium fart from five inches, letting the fart blow all around his face. I, 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 I do like what, the, like 
you don't do that. Like, normal humans don't do that. Just suck in the balloon like a normal human and show us that. Your voice gets high like this. Just, and also, you didn't fucking need it because all humans know that that's, hap that's what happens when you suck on a helium balloon. Like, the whole conceit. He brought it in, scared of it. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know if that was like, a, I'm going to do this to get over my fear. And then he backed off the ledge at the last minute. I don't know if that was the situation. I... I would be scared if it was, but anyway, I say that all to say that from that moment, like, suit, it doesn't matter how, like, intelligent or smart someone is, sometimes they can do something really fucking dumb. Uh, no one is immune to that. <laughs> anyway, let's get something that's a little more fighting game related. Let's get back to it. Because uh, we're, we've kind of lost the thread here. Talk about physics. Okay, this comes in from Mark. So here's my dilemma, Joe. I need some encouragement leveling up my scene. There is a V-Trigger 2 Ryu... So, there's we fucked up already. Uh, that is so frustrating for me to try to teach not to smash V-Trigger 2 parry. Because beating him just becomes a mini-game of me baiting V-Trigger 2 parry. As an intermediate player who really wants to improve, I know it will absolutely be beneficial for me in the long run to help the guys in my region grow as players, since we really don't have much of a scene here. How do I balance that uh, with me trying to have fun and not just having to play the dumbest, least fun minigame that can be played in Street Fighter V, it feels like? This is an interesting dilemma, because... There are some that sometimes that dog don't that dog don't hunt. Sometimes that dog don't hunt. Some sometimes there are just players who will come through a community who just will refuse to learn anything. They have hit their limit of what they are willing to do and try, and the way that they want to play the game is just burned into their head. And they want to have fun. If they want to have fun that way. It's fucking fine. I'm not trying to disparage that, but sometimes you cannot change that player's mind. And you will have to focus your efforts elsewhere or just like put in the energy into something else or some other player. Just say maybe this person's a lost cause and you might do that for a little bit of fun, but not for you. The other thing that you can do is that times where you play this person is set up a separate conceit say in this in this set let's not use any special attacks at all let's only use normal attacks yeah you can combo but just like no no special attacks and if you do you have to like take shot or like if you do i get the slappy in the face just like maybe put like a wager on it like if you use a special move in the neutral or you no v triggers no no meter spent like maybe build a conceit like that then it becomes a different you've like forced that person to unlock something else in their brain maybe they'll take that forward maybe they won't maybe it doesn't matter to them Maybe it's just like a fun conceit just for that match and they'll forget it immediately. It'll be like an ethereal thought that just floated in and out like a ghost. Maybe. I don't know. But it might stick with him. Uh, another thing that you can do is play their character 
better than they play their character and show them the way. Show them V-Trigger 1 is the way to go. This is the way that you do it. In fact, if you parry a lot or do what they do and let them punish you for it and be like, oh yeah, that is what I do all the time. I'm dumb. Like when you parrot someone who's dumb or saying something stupid, you say exactly what you double down on what they say. Uh, a sim- situation like that where they can realize themselves, oh, I'm a fool this whole time. Uh, it could be. But again, I do want to just go back to sometimes it won't work. Uh, and sometimes you just have to put your, your energy and your efforts elsewhere. And like, again, that's fine. It's, it's fine for that person to go and enjoy themselves in the way that they are. Uh, but also you don't have to double down. You don't have to put good money after bad, you know? All right. So this next segment, uh, Kind of a rapid fire from Eli. There's a bunch of string of questions, but at the end of the questions, I might ask, hmm, when am I going to do it? Before the last question that is asked, I'm going to do something in the show that I've never done before. I said that I would do it uh, previously, and I was afeard to. I was scared I didn't have the gumption. But now I'm going to try. Uh, we've got a hotline. There is an RSF radio hotline. I might say this, and and it's, it's going to be at the end of the show, which means I might cut it out entirely depending on how's the, how this goes. But there's going to be a hotline. So we're going to have callers come in uh, and, and ask questions or whatever happens. Ha- who knows? Who knows? I don't know what will happen. I've... I've really rolled the dice on this one. <laughs> you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I'm going to set this up before this string of questions. So by the end of it, hopefully uh, there is a caller. So I kind of want to give a little bit of time. Uh, so let's go Let's go through some of these questions first. And then by the end of it, hopefully we have a, uh, our first caller <laughs> to, the, to the station. Uh, fuck, this is a mistake. All right. First question, though. Let's get to it. Uh, what's your favorite stage? My answer to this is KOF 12 France. If you don't know that stage, it is a very colorful stage. It's got lots of like tables with umbrellas out. Uh, lots. I like a bright stage. I like bright colors in a stage. Lots of, lots of white, lots of like colors where you can separate you can see like this is a bold like primary color here you go boom uh because like fighting wise you can you can visually see things and that's cool but also it's just it's pop it pops uh so i like i like colors uh i love the large women in that stage is the other thing about it it's got these large it's for some reason in france every person in france is a giant large woman wearing a red dress 
and they fucking love fighting. There's women like doing like an arm pump. There's one that's going like a double arms. Uh, there's like a, a bread or like a baguette, a baguette or like a hot. I don't know what the fuck it is. Just like chomping down, like going to town. Oh my god, do they love fighting? And it especially gets like so good whenever you. You get the KO, and then the what, like, head-banging woman, the hair back and forth, it's, oh, she's like Willow Smith up in this shit, it's so good. Great stage, and then number number three reason why, giant killer whales, just flying through the background, just giant fucking killer whales, and if, I get it, like, Scale-wise, you think to yourself, okay, they've only got so much screen to work with. They're not going to have like a small whale. It's got to be big. But if you think about the perspective and you think about where that whale's got to be, it's a fucking giant killer whale. It's enormous. It's huge. I love it. Oh, it's so, uh, it's such a crazy, it's such a buck wild stage. Because like, also, I said the colors, but they're not like France color. It's mostly... It is something where, like, I think in my mind they designed, like, a U.S., like, this is SeaWorld. But then just at the last minute we're like, we don't want to be mean to Americans. This is France? This is France now. I don't, I don't, it's, it boggles my mind and I love it. I love how active the background is. Anyway, if you, whatever stage, write in your favorite stage. Next question. Again, this is the lightning round. <laughs> Rapid fire round. Uh, what? Which as yet unrepresented country or area of the world should the next new fighter come from? Uh, I would like it to be a blonde woman with blue eyes. No. Dude, let's fucking get away from that. No more. I don't want any of more of that in the street fighter please and thank you what we don't have a extremely underrepresented shape type of person uh i would like whatever the country of origin is i would like it to be a large woman like a like a zangief sized or like birdie sized woman uh of color so i'm thinking New Zealand Maori woman. You might think Maori warrior. Why not to go the dude route? Eh, too obvious. Let's go. Let's go a little bit different. Maori woman. Get some some face tats in there, uh, like Nikali, but with actual culture behind it, and not like Nikali devoid of any culture or whatever the fuck. Like what the fuck is a Nikali? Who cares? And also, your argument might be. A Maori woman, they don't fight. To what? I don't know if that's true, uh, but or like a like a some like Polynesian woman, right? They might not fight. But also, what is a Blanca? Why would a Blanca want to fight? What's a a G? He's just a tall man with a top hat and a gilded skin condition. He doesn't have a fighting style. There's like a, at least a fighting style with Maoris that you could add in, that you could steal from a little bit. Uh, so I want a large Maori woman as the final fighter of Street Fighter Five. That's probably not going to happen. And I swear to God, if Capcom Cup happens, I will. 
I, fuck, I still need to eat a hat, don't I? Uh, if Capcom Cup happens and they reveal as the final character for Street Fighter V a blonde, blue-eyed woman, that's it, fam. Like, I don't know about this one, Chief. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, what does the FGC need in order to be more accessible to people with disabilities? Uh, this is a good question that I don't think belongs in the, in the, <laughs> in the, the lightning round, but I'll entertain it. Uh, cause I think it's an important, uh, question that needs answered. Uh, and a question that we've talked about on the show before, uh, had Emily on the show, go listen to that episode. Don't know the number on hand didn't write it down uh but things that fighting games should have i think that's where this question is coming from of like what do we want in fighting games but uh it, it might be larger than that you might have to think bigger than that uh a person to, a better person to ask this question a better community to ask this question is able gamers uh, i actually think they're running a charity tournament this weekend as well uh, interesting to run it opposite Capcom Cup, although I think it's a Tekken tournament. Regardless, uh, look up Able Gamers. I think it's just Able Gamers on Twitter.com. I think that's just their website you can go to. Uh, a great organization run by great people who have uh, accessibility in the forefront of their mind, but also competitiveness at the forefront of their mind. They're not trying to cheat here. They're just trying to have the same access that that anyone else has. Uh, but what I'll say is like in game developers could be thinking about color contrasts. There's just some colors of characters and stages, and this might be difficult with large number of casts, but you can do contrasts differently, right? For people who might be visually impaired, even just color blindness, right? The hit and the block. What do those things look like? Are they visually shaped different different enough that would be enough for someone who has some visual disability uh, could notice that easily uh, visual cues that also match the audio cues right because think about normal counter hits in Street Fighter 5 they don't give a a unique counter hit sound so much as like crush counters you know when you get a crush counter but you have no idea if you've landed like a counter hit jab, right? You, let's say you're a blind person and you do wake up jab. You know it hit because you hear the hit, but you don't know if it counter hit. So maybe you'll just follow up with the medium punch anyway. And then, ooh, that was blocked. Did I just drop my counter hit combo or was it just not counter hit? You, you might not know. Uh, and in that case, it's that removes that person's ability to do a counter hit confirm. So maybe make that audio cue a little bit different, uh, or you know, like a, a, a popping visual cue that is that the hit looks different. On well, they do the counter hit on the side. They do think about that. And there are other things that visually you can see, but like audio wise, there's no audio difference. Uh, Game developers need to think about like left and right audio as well of Street Fighter V does this now of when characters are on the far right side of the screen, you'll hear their footsteps on the far right. If you're on the far left side of the screen, 
you'll hear that character on the left side. It will be left-right split, which people who run tournaments should have that in mind that you might have someone who enters your tournament who is visually impaired and absolutely needs stereo sound in order to play. That could be a thing that you need at your tournament where they cannot, they, they physically cannot play the game if they do not have the ability to conceptualize what is was happening on screen, even if they can't see it. Like, and I know I'm saying this out loud uh, to a, a, a probably small audience of blind players within the community, but they exist and people who are blind that have the same right to enjoy a fighting game what people with vision have. It's, it should happen. And specifically, if they're at an event, they should have the ability to play and compete just like everybody else. Uh, speaking of accessibility to tournaments, though, uh, well, actually, one more thing about games is key bindings are super important just because a disabled player might need the ability to change buttons and how the controller works or change the location of the button to anything they want to uh, have like small macros built into the gate like um, like a V scale or a, or a three punch button or a hard kick hard punch button just assigned to a single button uh, also design wise build more option selects into your game option selects can be fun I, I think that they can allow for in the same ways that they allow you to input one set of inputs could allow someone who doesn't have full access range of motion to the same number of buttons as someone as any other player uh, let's say they can only reasonably hit four buttons at a time with like quick in quick succession right there's only like four buttons in range to this person they should still be able to play i think but what if it benefits them macro, uh, not macro style, but like option select style, like in, in Street Fighter 4, if you did a crouch uh, and did a throw, you would do crouching light kick. Do you work that into the way that you configure your stick or the way that you input combos? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there that that makes your game more accessible. Uh, okay. That's, but that should also be in the game for like different types of, should have the ability to accept different types of controllers that should be in game uh, and also allow for different key bindings. Um, but in real life, in at events, when people go to events, uh, that can be prohibitive as well. Uh, it, it's not just the FGC as a, this is what's in the game to make it accessible, but how is your event accessible? Think about how many tournaments this year uh, have stages, and maybe someone in a wheelchair cannot access that stage. It, do you have the ability to have a monitor on the side of the stage for them, or do you have ramp access? Uh, just questions that if you run an event, you should have in the back of your mind of... I have this ready if we need it for anyone who doesn't have the ability to get up on a stage, if you're going to have a stage. Uh, or you also have to think about like cost prohibitiveness. Uh, if someone, I've heard 
many stories of people who have chairs that have to fly with chairs and their chairs being busted up by like United or American Airlines just like fucking up their chairs because people aren't trained to manage that piece of machinery or equipment just not like I have heard that multiple times not just one time of one time someone's chair was broken by a flight attendant I'm not trying to disparage flight attendants I'm just saying it's happened so it's just some it's just something to think of when when tours are planned in terms of I mean I want to open up that discussion at least or have that have people thinking about how uh, people who are disabled travel versus or like maybe they need three people to help them or two people they travel with two people that is two more people that have to go with them to an event maybe they can't travel alone it's just some of these things are cost prohibitive so maybe uh, if you run a very large tournament to have that in mind uh, but anyway at least in terms of what it costs someone like that to get to your event uh, and if your event in that case is not accessible to them then it it's a little bit prohibitive all right before I get to this last bullet of the quick round, I'm just going to throw out this tweet and oh boy, things, oh boy, things might go bad. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right. And post. Okay. Final question of the lightning round. Do you think the FGC should experiment with different tournament formats? If so, which to which I say, yes, absolutely. I absolutely think that they should, but I think they should only fuck around with uh, with tournament formats outside of open brackets. So when you want to talk about uh, different types of tournaments, make sure those are like invitationals because the open bracket being open to the public and anyone can come and anyone can compete against any player then like that's there's there's something to that that is just the lifeblood of the FGC but the other side of it is that has historically not allowed us to have uh, different types of of tournaments that could just get weird. If you listen to Glenn, the Game 2K, in the last episode, uh, he's open for all kinds of stuff. And I think that there's room for that. I think there's space for that. I think the downside of that is that to have more invitationals, you need more money in the community, and that might not be something that we have currently or maybe ever. So maybe those things won't come in the future, but it's just something that I think more people should be open to different types of tournaments. Anyway, that is it for questions, but let's turn it on to the caller portion. We have a caller on the line. Uh, we've got a uh, caller. Uh, yeah, you are you are live on RSF Radio. Uh, who are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, my apartment's 60 degrees. How do I'm I sorry, fix could, that? Could Joe you Monday? repeat that? I'm sorry. We didn't, we didn't get that live on the show. You didn't get what live on the show? All Caller, of my where part- you com- What's your name? Where you're calling from? <laughs> Hi, I'm Milker Remy. And I'm, I'm coming from the cold, cold bitterness that is my apartment, which is 60 degrees right now. 
Ooh, that's that's low. Uh, it hey man, it got fucking cold in the northwest and uh, the northeast. Man, it is fucking frigid. Why um, it be like that? Sometimes it be that way. Uh, but what's up? What are you calling in for? What's your request? Uh, <laughs> nothing. You just put a you put a link out, and I just figured I would hop in here uh, yeah, when nobody else a, was here. That is a, a dangerous <laughs> thing. What I've done, uh, and. And honestly, who knows if it, if, it can get, if I see more people in, in the lineup, uh, it might get real shitty real fast. I don't know. Uh, it really do be like that. But you were talking about invitationals and some uh, Glint 2, uh, 2K stuff, which is pretty interesting. Yes. I've been thinking about it a little, a little bit. I can't say I've given it a lot of thought, but just how how invitationals were seem to be very sparse this year. I feel like um, in years prior, we had a couple more invitationals, although there is Red Bull Kumite, not this weekend, but the next weekend, I believe. Well, to, to that, it's kind of like there are, like, I don't want to disparage Red Bull. They do what they do, and that's great. But the way that they still run tournaments is still double elimination per region. But even like that makes sense though, because they want to rally. Wait a minute, rise. First, they need to rise. They need to pr- they need to put their FGC in a proofing drawer to rise. Then rally, then conquer. I don't know anymore. Is Remember when it was the... called like battlegrounds or proving grounds or any of the other grounds? I I don't know anymore. <laughs> right. Rise, think... rally, conquer is their is their motto, I believe. Okay, currently, all right, they're, all right. They're all right. Newest... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, there, there is, there is room for, for different things, but you know, it's something that even before we were talking about, uh, how super league could be a thing. Uh, if you look at areas like incendium is, is one where like they've got, they've got that input from super league. Uh, that's a, incendium is a, an organization outside of Toronto, uh, headed up by Drew Face, uh, who commentated with us the other night. Or was that two uh, nights ago? That was two two, nights. two, two, two weeks, weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, weeks turning. Well, into really, days. really a week, a week and a half. <laughs> uh, fuck me. Like ten, ten days. Uh, man, these weeks just like fucking get longer and longer. I tell you what. Every uh, time. But look. Hmm. It's. I wonder if I've let the the instructions on how to hop in the right channels out correctly. Well, listen, Joe. I'll keep talking with you until people get it figured out. I mean, maybe there's there's a channel that I've got like an on. Do I maybe call that like on deck where like caller go ahead. I might remove all of this. This might not make, ladies and gentlemen. This might not make the cut. This might not make it into the show. That's fine. I'm okay with being cut. <laughs> we're going to do, do it anyway. Uh, oh, actually, at least this part will stay in the show because Andy OCR just shared a GoFundMe to uh, Shane uh, Shazzy, Shane oh, Shazzy yeah. Cummings uh, GoFundMe. For, cause he, I guess he just passed away. Yeah, that was somewhere. I want to look at it. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I don't know the details of that, so I don't know if if I don't know what happened. I just know that 
that like that news hit us like hours before recording but that link will be shared in the show notes uh to the gofundme page for anyone who's looking for it uh, yeah definitely um something that always hits the fgc hard when we lose a member um it's nothing that any of us take lightly um yeah uh the other thing is that the la- next week is going to be your last week at the uh the east coast online local uh, as a regular commentator, not going to say that I won't guest commentate some weeks when I have a free Monday where I'm out of work and home by five o'clock mm-hmm. uh, Western time because I am going out to the West Coast. I say Western time. It's Pacific time. Idiot. All right. <laughs> That's, you know what? You said it and it, it didn't like hit me that it was weird. I was just like, yeah, the West Coast time. Yeah. Which is uh, not distinct to just people on the coast. It's kind of a region than a coast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's definitely one of the things where I'm going to miss miss talking with you every single week. Um, it's, I feel like it, it, our friendship spun up rather rapidly, but it's been, had it's had nice longevity to it. Yeah, was, um, I've been happy to to share commentary with you and 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 see you grow as a commentator and as a player and as a community organizer. That has been fantastic. Uh, even just in this last couple months, actually, this, this whole last year has been a good growth period for you. I want to say. Um, I just try to do my best every single year, take on new challenges. Um, and that's really what it's all about for me is just don't stop improving. Um, but a lot of stuff happened this year for me. I, I swapped from Ryu to Guile and made leaps and bounds improvements there. I've almost doubled my LP online. Not that that really matters, but I've gotten back into like what the are you top. LP is the only number that matters in terms of player skill. I think the more important thing is my... I didn't cut this whiskey with water. And it's, every time I take a sip, my mouth is just like, oh, here we go. Let's like, let's get, let's get wet up in here, baby. <laughs> it is, oh boy. Oh man. Um, the more important number is my actual ranking number. I went from being like rank like 25,000 to being under 14,000 now. I haven't played in a couple of days, so I might've gone back. Um, but it's. I've, it's definitely been a lot of improvement um, getting back to where I was like a year and a half ago um, because, of, you know, I took a I took an interesting way of approaching and growing my scene where I just kind of put all of my stuff on a back burner and, and focused on um, getting my scene and my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My scene, my community um, back to where back to where it should be. Word. How did I? I got pinged in something. Um, I was trying to to ping others in this channel to let them know what the play is, uh, but then also I accidentally hit my my soundboard. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, that might have been it. So uh, um, a, a weird thing happened. Unfortunately. Nah, it's okay. Yeah. And beyond I, that, you know. Um, I've, I've delegated, uh, more and more stuff to my club. I've stepped down this semester 
from the board of people running stuff um and now have just been telling them all the things that they should kind of do Ooh, have um, you like opened up the uh, like the twitter accounts all of like the the public shit oh for rtfgc yeah i made us a website i made us twitter i got yeah. us i got us a twitch i did all the handover stuff i told them to change all the passwords so that i wouldn't know they end up telling me the passwords anyway and i'm like change them again no honestly there is no I, you know what i'm gonna renege on that statement that i didn't even make <laughs> i'm gonna it was i was gonna say something and i have immediately taken it back uh just just in case let's say maybe i shouldn't give bad advice on this show wouldn't be the first time but before i give the bad advice let's let's not say something fucking stupid all right let me uh let me try something out real quick uh, as we kind of close out this show even though there are potentially more callers i don't know that but I want to try something first. Uh, before we do that, though, Nagarami, uh, what's your favorite station? What's my favorite station? For what? I'm confused. <sighs> You've been listening watch to this. RSF Radio. This is watch, another... Yeah, watch this. <laughs> this is six, six, four, oh, two, four, two, Thank oh, you, guys. Dot excuse, 69. Me. Excuse, excuse me, Joe. RSF Thank Radio. you for listening to another episode of r slash sf radio with the man with the plan not really a plan you have no plan going for anything no, uh, joe monday call. you're calling in i'm giving i say what's your favorite station you say rsf radio and then i immediately hang up because that's how calling into a you, radio station I, works no grammy i don't call it the radio station listen somebody, somebody six, th thank you for the, what's your favorite station 69.69 rsf radio woo well, and then mid-woo, I closed. God damn it. Learn the fucking rules what? of radio. <laughs> All right, caller. Uh, who's calling and where are you calling in from? You're currently muted. Uh, turn up your turn, turn off your radio. Oh, hey, 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 hey what's going on? It's Roger Flash from Holden Lake, Michigan. How's it going, Mr. Monday? Uh, it's going quite well. Uh, where are you calling in from? Or, uh, uh, what, this what? Is... <laughs> 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 fucking answered that already. Uh, no, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? So I assume we're taking questions about Capcom Cup, sir? Uh, sure. Uh, go. You're the second caller. What's up? Oh, perfect. Love to be on the line. You know, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> uh, so theoretical question. Let's say a character uh, specialist like Punk, let's say, you know, specializes in Karen. Let's say he wins the tournament and he goes, hey, I don't want to give an outfit to, to Karen. Uh, can he give a costume to Chun-Li, uh, his secondary character, if he wins Capcom Cup? Uh, yes. I, I believe that he can. Uh, Is specifically because think about, like, Knuckle-Doo, right? Knuckle-Doo won with many characters and then chose to, gave it, to give it to Guile. Okay. Right. See, well, I mean, at that point, I think Knuckle-Doo was maining Guile. Uh, that was uh, his, uh, as far as I, I remember, that was his big character. I know Mika, he subbed in. Kami, he subbed in. Uh, but Guile was his main. So when he gave Guile the costume, like, no big deal. Because that was, yeah, you know, what we all knew at that point, uh, Knuckle-Doo winning for. 
So, it, I don't know. It'd just be interesting to me to see, like, let's say Edison makes it out of LCQ, wins Capcom Cup, God willing, uh, and gives a costume to uh, Abigail, which would be nice. If he wins LCQ with – or wins the Capcom Cup with Zangief. I just want to see it happen, Joe. I just want to see it happen. If Edison wins Capcom Cup, I it would be the funniest shit ever if he gave Chun-Li a costume. <laughs> 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 like here's here's the thing if someone wants to like really tr- who's like you know i have my main but i i have a, a slew of other characters that i play uh but i really just want to see this dumb thing on chun li just to like really lean in hard to the the chun li's got a fuckload of costume let's just load her up with as many costumes as we got i can't get enough costumes on this chun li put them on her increase that wardrobe we need a walk-in closet for this girl that's what i want to see i mean i'm not i'm not opposed to it i'm not opposed to it i wouldn't be surprised and i wouldn't be upset let's put it that way you know what? Fair enough. That, that's all I needed for my question, Mr. Monday. Thank you for taking my call. Before you go, I want to ask, uh, how is the Abigail tournaments you've been running? Abigail's uh, tournament's been great. Um, we've been doing really well. Uh, we've had a lot of players that have entered who actually don't main Abigail. Um, Rotten Seagull is one of the big ones. He's a Fong main. And Geechib, the our most recent winner of the Junkyard 2, uh, he also won. The, he actually won the tournament with Abigail, um, also a, a Fong main. Uh, which has been cool. very funny to me. And um, RF Hacker, or goes by Dadmin, who entered the last one. Um, another Fong Dadmin's main who entered the tournament. Name. Fuck, I love good name. Dadmin is a good name. D- Dadmin is a solid name. I, as soon as he brought it to my <sighs> attention, that's so good. He actually, um, little backstory on RF Hacker there. He enters um, what they call hackathons or hack cons. Um, so, well, I mean. Uh, Anyone so who's what the, been to Evo in the into, last like, two years should know about hack cons because yeah it is, it yeah is so he, <laughs> yeah exactly cool. like it's stuff like that and they get uh points where as a team they try to break into GM cars uh, <laughs> okay and cool. most recently uh, he was able to get a hold of GM on the phone and unlock a, a brand new car that wasn't owned by anyone uh, get into the car using a I, I don't want to give a bunch of details because I, I I don't know the specifics, but essentially he, he he called the GM. He was able to convince GM customer service that he owned the car, a car that was owned by no one, was able to get in and activate the on-call service. Uh, and their team got a bunch of points for that. Uh, and he <laughs> named his entire squad the Dadmins. Uh, so that's he's good. just gone by Dadmin. So shout out to him for that. Dadmin's a good name. <laughs> that's, that's fucking rad. Actually, that's actually a really good point. Uh, anyone who has seen these... Uh, character tournaments, right? Because it's like Tommy Two Step runs a all Yurian uh, tournament. I think it's uh, is it AM Kid who runs an all Ryu tournament? Uh, um, yes, I think so. That's occasionally. That's not like a weekly thing. But what I'm saying is that that's a good approach to it. Of I don't play this character, but I will enter this tournament so that maybe I can learn this character or just like be around these other people who main this character so that they can give me advice so I can take that back to to my other my actual main and use it against them. I like that. Oh uh, yeah, and it, it's worked out really well. Um Rotten Seagull has gotten back to me about like learning or you know using Abigail and covering his bad matchups. Yeah. Um same thing with Geechib, um our last tournament winner, he's gotten back to me. He went to a, uh, his first local recently. 
Um, and he was like, uh, Abigail covers my bad matchups for his other characters like Ed and Fong. Um, and they, it really does help a lot of people, you know, pulling out a secondary or even a gimmicky character. Um, and I know Abigail happens to, uh, you know, a lot of people call him a gimmick character and whatever. It is what it is. Um, but he really does help cover a lot of bad matchups for those characters. And it's been really cool to see those guys improve um, and especially take tournaments over um, character specialists for Abigail, like Monk Unit, um, who's done really well in her tournaments, but he's lost to people um, who have secondaried Abigail. Um, you know, we had uh, we had Tasty Blue in the last one who ended up losing to A4 Rob, but it, they've been great. Um, the support's been great, and uh, hopefully we're going to run the next one on January 11th is the Junkyard 3. Cool. Uh, the all Abigail tournament. So hopefully we'll see more people turn out and, uh, and do really well with them. All right. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite station? What's that? God damn. <laughs> no, Grammy did the same thing. Uh, what's your favorite? St- Thank you for calling, Sriracha Flash. What's your favorite station? Uh, my favorite station is uh, rsfradio.com. Uh, Send all your questions into rsfradioquestions at gmail.com for your future questions to be answered on the show. I think that I need to work in, like, I need a, an FM number. Uh, it's going to be like yeah, 6969 69, Yeah, you need like, a, like, like, like the WQSF or WRSF. Yeah, like WRSF 6969. Thank you for yeah, calling. Yeah, 69.9 uh, yeah, the SF yeah. or something like that. Yeah, 69.1. Uh, See, that's the one you need, like 69.420. Like, you really lean hard into it. FM radios don't go that high. I, yeah, I know, but you're assuming that most of the people that listen to the show and play Street Fighter Five have ever actually listened to the radio and remember those call signs. Like, so many of these young kids. Do you understand that, like, some of the people that are into the RSF tournament are the age of my oldest daughter? And I go, oh, that's why you make bad decisions. Like, I understand <laughs> it because my kid is, like, the same age as you, so I get it now. Like, oh, now everything man. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for having me on the show, Joe. I hope the rest of the show goes well, man. All right, take care. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> as of right now, I don't see any other callers uh, in line for for being on the show, but we're going to try this again at some point. Who knows what will happen? I, I kind of had fun with that. We'll we'll see if that uh, works out going in the future. Uh, but Sriracha Flash is right. If you do have questions, my inbox, I got inbox zero, baby. Inbox zero. Come at me with your thousand plus inbox. Fuck off. Uh, we're down to zero now, folks. I've answered questions. Asked and answered. Uh, but if you have a question, do write into RSF radio questions at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at RSF. <laughs> no, not, not a thing at Reddit SF or at super Joe Monday, uh, or just go to our street fighter and see what's good, man. I'm there. I'll see it. I'll catch you. Uh, no, no, caller, uh, no, <laughs> no more callers. <laughs> We're not taking any more callers. We're done. This show is ending. <laughs> Deafen myself. Uh, anyway, that's a show. We'll see you next Thursday. Uh, same time, same place. Don't forget about the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays. Uh, no tournament this Friday because of Capcom Cup and all that business. But uh, we'll catch you again next week. The other thing I want to say is, again, a huge thank you to Nogremi for being at 
almost nearly every week co-commentator on the R Street Fighter Online Local. It has been a pleasure to serve with you, and I wish you the best in the future. Uh, and that's going to do it for show, folks. Everything we talked about is going to be in the show notes. Um, and you might do this again in the future because this was fun. Or if you guys like this portion of the show and want to call in and want that to be a thing, uh, let me know. Maybe I'll throw a hashtag at it so like anyone who's like follow can like follow the follow hashtag and 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 catch that open spot when it is open. This was very slapdash, very last minute, so I think it will make the cut of the show. Uh, but that's going to do it for another edition of RSF radio. But until next time, folks, take care. <laughs>